Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. And welcome to a very special bonus episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I'm joined with the lovely Jessica. Hey! How y'all doing? Awkward pause while they respond to us, because, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So today, we are doing something a little different. I know, we just brought stabby snippets, so that was different, but we got more. We got more for you. So today we are bringing you something that is a perk if you are a $10 patron. Truth. If you are a $10 patron, along with all the cool stuff that everyone in the $1 and $5 tiers gets, you not only also get a mug, but you also get a whole episode dedicated to you. So today, this episode goes out to Alice. Woot woot. Shout out to Alice. Thank you. Thank you. When you get an episode dedicated to you, what does that mean? So that means you get to pick the topic. So it can be true crime, paranormal, spooky, whatever the fuck you want, and we will talk about it. So Alice had decided to kind of give us the free reign on paranormal tech. So we did some research. We found some shit. So we're going to talk about it. Can um, listeners, if they are a $10 patron, decide to do something off the wall? Mm -hmm. So like putting it out there. For anyone thinking about being a $10 patron, Tara and I would love to do an episode on one of the Halloween episodes of Parks and Rec. Ooh, that's not totally off topic, though, because that's still spooky. So I'm here for it. So you'd get a mug and a whole episode. (laughs) And then also I will mention if you are a creator, small business owner, podcast, or I don't know why I said podcasts are weird, whatever. Any errs. Any errs, <laughs> what have you. You will also get that shouted out on the show and then in the show notes and, you know, all that good stuff, links, all the links and stuff. But yeah, we are going to go ahead and jump in. If you are new here, this is totally new. So go hop on over to a Monday episode or a stabby snippet and that'll give you a little bit more clear idea of our show. Uh, This is something totally new. So we're just going to roll with it. Because Alice is our first one. So, yeah. Yay for Alice. You know, I, I just want to say that I like that it was Alice because Alice starts with an A. Right. It's our first one. Okay. So if anyone's got a B name out there, no pressure, but you're next. <laughs> Belisarius. We're looking at you. <laughs> My little brother's just like, shit. <laughs> I didn't even know Bo listened to our show, but okay. Well, I... Pretend he listens. I mean, I don't really know. Well, you know, I'm just going to like send them the link and be like, yo, go listen to this one. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've talked about him on here before. So yeah, well, it's all good. It's all good. (gasps) Sorry. Side note, but side note, everyone needs to hear. Mm -hmm. Tara and I are big about putting things out of the universe that we want to come like happen. We need to have a ghost hunting show and Bo needs to be on it. That would be interesting. (laughs) Because... You know he gets scared of shit. Sorry, I love you. But he also loves to make fun of both of us. And he's a very large man. 
very, very tall. He's like a foot taller yeah. than me and a big guy. So it's funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he he like he's in the Navy. So he's like he's broad and tall. And so I'm like, hey. And then, like, both of my brothers are, like, my, one of my brothers is 6'5", almost 6'6". Six, six. I think Bo is 6'3", and then I'm 5'5 five, five and 3 quarters. Well, you're still taller than me, so it's fine. You know, it's all good. <laughs> like, by barely. <laughs> yeah, but we're good. We're good. So, for Alice's topic, I kind of have a little bit of history for you guys, and then some... Some equipment that is recommended from the interwebs because we are not profesh paranormal investigators, of course. No. And then I will hand it off to Jessica and then she's got some kind of cool stuff in the, uh, I guess it's kind of like with zombies in the media, as I will say. Yeah. That she'll kind of comment on and stuff with, I guess, other paranormal investigators using the tech, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to talk about a lot of the YouTube videos I just watched today. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hey, media, that's still media, videos, that works, that works. I mean, YouTube has its own TV channels now, so. This is facts. So paranormal research dates back to the 18th century with organizations such as the Society of Psychical Research and just drink because I probably said that wrong. Drink. Sorry. <laughs> Founded by Edmund Dawson Rogers, investigating spiritual matters. So during this era, of course, there's no formal paranormal research tools. So investigators had to rely upon methods that had no scientific credibility, which I know there's going to be people out there to be like, there still isn't. But guess what? I don't care. I don't care. If you're that much of a skeptic, why are you on half of a paranormal show right now? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's like, and it's also like those people who make it their point in life to be like, the paranormal is not real. Nobody fucking asked you, Bob. Go sit down. <laughs> so with that said, though, the most popular way for them to do investigations was through seance. Basically, of course, I'm sure most of you know what a seance is, but if you do not or you would like the definition, it's basically just an attempt to communicate with spirits. The word seance just comes from a French word, which I'm not going to worry about saying because do it. we'll just all be drunk in two seconds. Essentially, it is just a French word for session or to sit. In English, however, the word came to be used specifically for a meeting of people who gathered around to receive messages from ghosts or to listen to a spirit medium to communicate with the spirits. Talk about a word getting hijacked. Right? Exactly. Fuck. So in modern English usage, uh, participants, of course, are not required to be seated while engaging in a seance. It's kind of like it's evolved. So to tie it in with paranormal investigations, like I said, this was something they would do. So during a seance, these sessions typically were held in a darkened room. The investigators would join hands and verbally request a physical appearance by the spirit of the deceased. And sometimes there would be knocks on a surface, like on a table. They were sitting around one, which, like I said, usually they were. And according to some accounts, sometimes the table would levitate off the ground. Now, those present would be the ones to have the written record of their experiences, so you can take that for how you would for that. When you were talking about the table levitating, I was like, fucking show off you ghost. Right? It's like the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> like, bitch, I'm here. <laughs> my table. Yeah, ask for this. <laughs> this method helped to popularize spiritualism, which is a quasi-religious movement that attracted famous individuals of the time. Among those devoted to spiritualism was Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. If you don't know, he wrote Sherlock Holmes. It was also known that the first lady, Mary Todd Lincoln. <gasps> yes. Mm -hmm, she was distraught over the death of her son, and she organized a seance in the White House. President Lincoln is rumored to have been present at said seance. So 
He's a spookster, too. He's a real OG spookster. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Which, I mean, you know, then that reminds me of, what was that movie? He was like a zombie hunter or something? No, he was a vampire hunter. A vampire hunter. There we go. And he was <laughs> some kind of hunter. Sorry, I was laughing because I just watched a show and... um I can't remember the name of it, mm-hmm. but it was really funny. And they were talking about Abraham Lincoln. And he goes, oh, yeah, he was a wicked good vampire hunter. And the like, it was like a classroom setting. And they're all like, <laughs> oh, he's serious. <laughs> so now we're going to jump to 1939. And I'm probably going to say this guy's name wrong, too. So I'm just giving you all the drinks. So you're welcome, Alice. You're welcome, Spooksters. The Russian inventor, Samen Kirlian made an interesting discovery that year. Kirlian was performing a service on a high-voltage piece of equipment when his hands interacted with a cascade of electrons. Though it was harmless, the events produced a visible glow or aura around his hands. So this caused him to become super intrigued with this whole thing, and it actually made him want to attempt to photograph the aura. And this was the beginning of what would be known as the Kirlian photography, which, like I just explained, is a process which advocates claim to be able to capture images of unseen human aura. It's super complex and it's like you need all kinds of special cameras and all a bunch of other equipment and things like that, of course. So in subsequent experiments, Kirlian explored the connection between the color of the aura and different emotional and physical states. The experiments remain largely inconclusive, but their relationships to paranormal investigations is that they opened a door to use the cameras and other equipment, which we see plenty of on these shows and things like that. There's always video recordings, photographs, all kinds of stuff. So unfortunately, uh, his work pretty much just like kind of fell flat mainly because a lot of people started doing hoaxes Mm -hmm. with photography, with auras and stuff, which, you know, I mean, as soon as someone figures it out, they're like, oh, I can make money off this. You know what I mean? I mean, we do kind of line up and be like, take my money. Yeah. So, I mean, it's sad, but I'm not really too surprised with that. But the positive side of it is that it did encourage other researchers to embrace the paranormal investigation technology. So that's great. Now, for modern day, there are all kinds of tools, all kinds of stuff you can get. There's so many websites and so many things you can buy. Holy shit. I spent like three hours just looking on different websites of all kinds of stuff. There was some common stuff that I'm going to kind of run through. I'm not super, super techie with this kind of stuff because, like I said, uh, Jessica and I were not paranormal investigators yet. We would love to be. But, you know. I'm so glad you were like, yet. I'm like... (laughs) Um, I want to do it. Yes, but in current day, um, we have not played around with this stuff. So the basics, and this is stuff like everybody is going to have, of course. So on every list video website, here's all the stuff I found basically. So multiple cameras. So that would be like for snapping photos, for recording video. Like I said, most people have both and multiple of them. Each paranormal investigator has their, you know, their preferred brand and all of that good stuff. Now, flashlights. Flashlights is actually kind of interesting because it's like, well, no shit, you need a fucking flashlight. Something I found interesting in one of the videos I watched was someone brought up that UV flashlights is actually something that's starting to become more popular. And the reason for that is because it's not the UV rays are not as startling to the spirits. And it's something that can just be used to communicate with them maybe a little bit more successfully. Again, that's something that you can decide if you decide to go do a paranormal investigation, whether you want to get those special ones with the UV lights or if you want to just take your chances and use a regular flashlight or if you're just, you know, 
if you're just using a flashlight to look around too, like it's kind of up to you on what you want to do. That's the great thing about this. You can go any damn way you want. So I watched videos that were like super expensive equipment to you're balling on a budget and I got to get this flashlight from the dollar store. So I always love that saying. Oh, balling on a budget. <laughs> so I feel like that's my life. <laughs> like even when I have money, I'm like, mm, I'm gonna go over here and buy this cheaper because. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the next thing that's really popular is EMF readers. So these detect fields emitted by moving electrically charged objects. Electromagnetic field of theory lies at the combination of an electric field produced by a charged object and the magnetic field created when the charged object moves. Scientists previously separated electric fields from magnetic fields, but a combo of the two models reality better. It's like the paranormal makes these things go crazy is what that is. You know. Yeah, no. Science. So like the day-to-day EMF readers are used for diagnosis of problems with electrical wiring, power lines, and electrical shielding effectiveness. But professional ghost hunters swear by the inclusion of an EMF reader in their toolkits. And I did see those pop up a lot along with K2 meters, which are similar These are kind of known as the, quote, safe range EMF readers. Mm -hmm. It's basically like a simple single axis electromagnetic field meter. This device is enclosed within a hard plastic case and it's powered by a single nine volt battery. So it's like this little handheld thing. It's pressure sensitive switch on the front turns on the device using your thumb to maintain pressure. Basically, they have a little quick tip for you is to slide a coin between the switch and the case. And there's also a modified versions available uh, with the toggle switch, allowing power to stay on without the need to constantly hold the button down, which I'm sure most of these people buy make life easier. Because I even saw someone that had like this armband thing, like, you know, those ones when you had like an iPod and you'd put it there. It was like something like, I'm like, God damn, get it. (laughs) (laughs) Now they just have leggings. Right. And then basically they have five LED lights to constitute the displays that divide the meter's measurements into five levels. One green and then it's like milligus. I don't even know how to say that, but it's MG. So I'm just going to say the numbers for you guys. So it's one green equals less than 1.5. Two green is 1.5 to 1.2. Three yellow is 2.5 to 10. Four red is 10 to 20. Five red is over 20. And once the power switch is on, the device performs a self-test. It'll flash the LED lights in succession from the first to the last. So from green to red and then back down to the green. And then it does it twice and then it does it quick too. So and that's important to remember later when you're doing your investigations and stuff like that. And there is also an EVP reader, and EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomena. Voices Mm -hmm. caught on recording devices such as tape recorders or digital recorders. EVPs are spirit voices that are recorded on most audio recording devices. And that's another thing, too, that, you know, most investigators will have. They'll have not I want to call it a tape recorder, but it's not a tape recorder because cassettes are not a fucking thing. This is not the goddamn 90s. Um, (laughs) But they'll have like like there's the Zoom one and there's all kinds of other ones that you can get to capture that. Or, you know, if you're balling on a budget again, you can use your phone. Why not? There's apps. Whatever. There's apps for everything. I don't know how reliable those are, so don't take my word for it. But, you know, it popped up on a video. So I was just putting the info out there that I collected. (laughs) I will say a few years ago, back when I was working for that horrifying cellular retail store, um, (laughs) one of my coworkers and I were both really into watching, like, Ghost Hunters. Mm -hmm. And he comes to work one day and he's like, Jessica! And I was like, what, Jason? He's like, do you know 
that they have those like EMF or EVP or no, it was an EMF. It's whatever the one that captures the like essence. Oh, so not the voices. Okay, so the EMF. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the EMF. And he's like, oh my God, they have one. <laughs> and so he like downloads it. Mind you, he paid like a dollar ninety nine for this thing. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh my God, we're surrounded by spirits. And I was like, no, it's just me. Well, and then it was it was weird. He's like, oh my God, there's like a spirit over there. I'm like, you're an idiot. That's a person. Right? Oh God. But the good thing about having a recording device for the EVPs is because like most of the time, the sensitivity of them, you can't hear in real life, like in person, like a dog can hear or something, but we can't. So that's why like in movies and stuff, you'll see a dog freaking out about a ghost or something. And then the human's just like, what the fuck? So, you know, and then you also see like when they go back and they can hear all the voice recordings and things like that. So that's kind of supporting that. And the last little gadget I got here on my list is the spirit box, which is my least fucking favorite because this thing is annoying as shit. Uh, uh, Yes, especially Ryan's from BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah, so a spirit box, which apparently is also known as a ghost box, is a device used for contacting spirits through the use of radio frequency sweeps. A spirit box can also be set to scan either AM or FM band at a rapid rate of speed, which is that annoying ass sound. Watch any BuzzFeed. There you fucking go. The spirit or ghost will manipulate the energy of these audio fragments to form words to answer questions. Answers from the spirit are either heard clearly or they're, you know, you got to go back through your audio if you're recording it and then you're able to pick it up. But most of the time from the videos we've seen, it seems like the ones that are pretty clear, you can hear them. So that's my, uh, my list of ghost hunting bag of gear, I don't really know what to call it, bag of goodies that uh, I found were the most common. There are tons of websites and interesting enough, like little informational websites is mainly just people trying to sell you stuff. So if you're new to this, kind of like we are on this side of things, do as much research as possible. Like even though I did hours of research on this, I still don't feel ready. So you know what I mean? Like don't just buy the first thing you see or the first thing a YouTuber you like sees. Try to do some research on certain items is what I would say. Or if you do go off of a YouTuber or somebody else's recommendation, just like anything else, make sure it's someone's review that you trust. Right. And think twice before you get the spirit box. Because, yeah. I mean, like, I really kind of just want to play you guys a spirit box. So I spent a lot of time today online looking at I looked at a lot of YouTube videos in regards to capturing EMFs, EMPs, EVPs, or EVP. Why is EMP in my head? Just stop, Jessica. And I will let you know that like sometimes you really have to kind of use your brain, your discerning part of your brain, because a lot of it is it's totally fake. I can tell like, yeah, when you're listening to something and it's an EVP and it's like they're asking to speak to uh, a certain entity and all of a sudden like a voice comes on and you're like, dude, isn't that the person who hosts your show with you in like the next room? So you have to be really careful. But essentially what it does is it screams at you at like the top of its goddamn lungs. And then all of a sudden it'll like slightly pause and like a voice will come through. And here's my theory with them is that it's literally picking up radio waves, so it's picking up radio waves. As much as I really want it to be true, I don't 100% think that that's what they catch. Now, 
Tara, what do you how do you feel about TV shows and the EVPs and stuff like that? I feel like a lot of the shows probably are fictionalized depending on what they are. Mm-hmm. Taps is our favorite. So I feel like most of their stuff is probably real. But a lot of those like like no shade, no shade because we're, you know, we're creators and we're a small show. But it's like some of these smaller shows, I feel like they do it for shock value with some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I was watching one earlier and it was this guy named like Charlie something, I can't remember. And I watched a bunch of his his shows, but I think he does it for shock value. He literally has a camera. It's just pointed at a spirit box player and you have no context. Like you don't like it's just on carpet. So you don't know if he's actually where he says he is. Like he doesn't show you like because he was like, I'm at the Lizzie Borden house. Yeah, see, stuff like that, I'm not going to believe it. If you're going to do a show, whether it's YouTube, on TV, whatever, you need to show, here is where I'm at, this is my location, and just be honest about it. If you find nothing, yeah, that kind of sucks, but it's like, at least you're being within good integrity with your audience, you know what I mean? Right, and I would rather be that person who's like, yeah, we went there, and like, like with Tara and I, like when we went to Winchester, she had an experience where she was tapped, and I didn't, but I could have been like, oh my god, we both had encounters. It was amazing, which, you know. True. Okay. Or if you found it. Optimal? What's optimal? You're not making this easy, I'll tell you that. It would be big. Oh, a scream. The They're excited, that? Ryan. Don't bother with Ryan right now. Not worth it. Wait till he's alone. Whoa. What did it say? I don't know. <laughs> I just want to say that, like, if you need some really good media to consume, BuzzFeed Unsolved is amazing. So that's what a spare box sounds like. And on that particular, and we'll put this in the show notes, on that particular episode when they were talking, they had a few spirit box interactions. A lot of it had to do with where they were trying to talk to Sarah and they were trying to um, communicate. At the end of this little section, Ryan's like, okay, we're about to leave. And then we mentioned this in the Winchester episode. They go to leave and they hear, or later it's pointed out to them that the spirit box picks up someone saying, don't go. So, I mean, and that's what it is. And you know how much Tara and I love, love us some Bellwitch, right? So... I decided when I, the first thing I saw, it was like Ghost Adventures and they are at the Bellwitch cave. And I was like, fuck yeah. And my favorite EVP that is caught is uh, they're asking like, who's there or something along those lines. And all of a sudden you just hear this voice go, here I come. (laughs) Fuck Bye. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Kate's coming for you, bitches. Oh, God. See you fucking later. Mm-mm. Which, okay, I want to point this out. Like, I get that I, like, I mean, I did, I can honestly say I chased after a ghost, not knowing it was a ghost, but I chased after it type thing. But, like, these are professional ghost hunters, and they're like, here I come, and it's like, oh, fuck, no, bye. And I'm like, where are you going? It's your job. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're professionals, but they have a lot of respect for her because obviously they know the origin story and know what she's capable of. So they don't want to end up dead. I mean, she killed a man. (laughs) Exactly. So they're like, okay, (laughs) bye. (laughs) So I would say that if you really want to get your like spooky, tingly senses going, just 
YouTube EVPs, YouTube spirit boxes, because some of them seem legit. Uh, Matt Charlie, what's his freaking face? I don't I call bullshit on him because literally, like I said, it's a camera pointed at a spirit box on carpet. Like you don't even ever see him. Mm -hmm. Like when he was at the Borden house, he asked Lizzie Borden if it was her and she didn't really say like it popped up and said question marks. And then he asked about or she yeah, he asked her if you killed your dad. Is it because he was abusive and something popped up like fine Kathy and tough pop popped up. And then later on, he asked her like, Lizzie, if you killed your father and stepmother, did they forgive you in the afterlife? And this is where like before I was like, okay, I can see it. This is where I call total shit. The spirit box picked up the word yes. And they did. Bull crap. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Like, I call shenanigans of the highest caliber here. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You're ta- you're saying that, like, Lizzie Borden bared her soul to you? Yeah. No fucking way. Mm-mm. Which we're pretty sure Lizzie killed them. You know, like, 98% sure. Yeah. But we're, you're saying that, like, out of everyone on the planet who's ever done an EVP, who's ever done a spirit box, she was just like, you know what? Today, I'm going to break character and admit to doing it. Fuck no. Fuck no. Because if if you go down that rabbit hole of watching investigations, because you're if you go there, you're welcome to do videos, investigations. They encourage it. They have Ouija boards there. Mm -hmm. That's not the reaction you get. So bullshit. Right. And I call bullshit because this guy could literally just be like moving around his house. Is there even carpet in that house? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think. And it looked like beige carpet. Like it looked like my carpet. Like basic ass carpet we have that, you know, got put in in like 2014 or something. Yeah. No. Right. And like part of me was like, well, maybe he brings like a sample size carpet and he like puts his thing on there. And I'm like, no, nah, that's bullshit. Like I, if I was going to do a spear box session at the Borden house, I would find something that would signify it being the Borden house. Mm-hmm. Also, you have to realize that a lot of other murders happened there. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Bullshit. So that's all I brought to this table. Well, that was fun. Mm-hmm. We had to call people out and show them a spear box and talk some tech and me stumble over some words. You know, the use. You the use. It's it's okay. You're the <laughs> Doctor Strange of this episode. You have to say big words. It's all right. It's all right. Well, Alice, we hope you enjoyed your episode on paranormal tech and that we kind of went a direction you wanted. I know you were kind of like, do this, do whatever you ladies would like to. So we appreciate that. That was kind of fun having it be super broad. So if you would like to be a $10 patron, you can come over to patreon.com slash three spooked girls and join us there. It's also in the link tree in the show notes below. Yes. And if you are a patron, we want to say thank you. As little as a dollar gets you bonus episodes and bonus content. $5 and up get videos and have their own Facebook group. Yes, they do. And they get bloopers and all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah. So we're going to go ahead and sign off. So thank you guys for listening. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.